We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy, Paul Adam P. What's up, Nate? Nate Robinson is coming into the building, man. Oh, we, we, I, got, we got Nate the Great coming in today, huh? Man, I'm loving this, man. We're going we gonna, to, we, I'm excited about this. Uh, he has a fight coming up. Um, I think, like I said, what we're going to hear from this day is going to be nothing short of spectacular. No pun intended. Short of spectacular. <laughs> uh, this is a 5'9 guy that played, uh, I think, 11 to 12 years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I said, when you talk about pound for pound, um, obviously what uh, one one player automatically comes to mind, and that's Allen Iverson. But mm-hmm. when you think of somebody like uh, Nate Robinson, um, I mean, his, his body of work speaks for itself. Three-time NBA dunk champion. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy can play above the rim. Uh, I, I was hoping he had a shot at playing in the league. Uh, in the NFL, Again. that yeah, mm. so uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to, to listen to this talk. This guy talk today. Absolutely, he was a first round pick of the New York Knicks in 2005. Played there for five years. Then he went to the Boston Celtics. Uh, short stint with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then went to the Warriors, Bulls, Nuggets, and Clippers. And then he ended up in the Pelicans. And he's been playing overseas the last couple of years. And you know what's funny? He might be playing against you one day or your teammate one day in the big three. We don't even know, what? right? That's yeah, pos- right, possible. Right. You know what I'm saying? 2000, oh, yeah. 2021 is coming around. Big three coming around like Ice Cube said we had on the show a couple weeks ago. So you never know. Right, you right. might be teammates. So you got Nate the Great Robinson coming up on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app wherever you get your podcast. No doubt. And if you want to see the video version of this, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Terrell Nate the Great Robinson coming up on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host Hatch with my boy. Yep, yep. You know who it is. This is T.O. We in the building. In the building, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we got one of, like, you talking about pound for pound. And I know pound for pound. We going to get in the box. Pound for later. pound. Inch for Man. inch. One of the right. best to do it. Nate Man. Robinson is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. What's good? What's good? What's, Man, what's good I know, with and, it? And trust me, I know we say pound for pound, and I know Allen Iverson can go into that into that conversation. But Allen Iverson, he's in a different little category. But you, my dog, bro, I'm I'm upset. And I'm like, I'm gonna start it out just like this. I'm gonna ask, why aren't you in the NBA right now, bro? Let, 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 let the people know. No, they don't they don't be liking the guys that 
speak up for themselves, who uh, who questions things. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was one of those players that always questioned, you know, something that if I didn't feel like it was right. Uh, I mean, I, I was always myself, man. I love being me and they didn't like who I was. And, you know, my dad always told me, my mom always told me some people are going to like you and some people are going to hate you just because mm-hmm. you know, everybody else loves you. So, yeah. uh, no, no, you, I, are you, you're, you're referring to organization specifics, like your coaches? Yeah, it's just part of the organization, the coaches, the upper management. I mean, everybody okay. else I seem, seem to love me, my teammates, the fans. I mean, I'm right. To work every day on time, never late. First one in the gym, last one to leave, you know. Mm. Uh, our work mentality is something that I've I lived by throughout my whole 11-year career mm-hmm. uh, in the league. So for me, uh, it definitely wasn't my play and, you know, me showing up on time. It's probably just me being, you know, the life of the party, always having fun, you know, never was the the guy that was, you know, too serious. And I was the one that, you know, wanted people to smile, laugh, and enjoy their mm-hmm. time so but you would think somebody like that like you said you know first to the gym you know kind of a locker room yeah kind of a locker room type of guy keep everything light loose you keep the everybody the camaraderie of the team you would think somebody like that right you would think somebody like that uh in yourself organizations organizations would love that so do you feel like and like i said do you feel like as I, I, i'm in the same boat do you feel like you were blackballed from the nba because i feel like in sense i was blackballed from really extending my career i felt like i could have played a good three to four more years facts i agree with you for sure you definitely could have played um for me i think i was but at the same time i mean like those are things that they wanted me to change within myself that i just wasn't okay with um now did they like, physically come and ask you to, to change something specific just me and my just like my personality, man. They just didn't mm. want me to be Nate, and I had a big problem with that. And I wasn't gonna let them, you know, change me and who I was. Uh, you know, they was like, "Oh, you're too loud. You're this. Your language. You're that. This. This. This." And I'm like, "Listen, as long as I don't de- derail my teammates from you know doing things outside of the norm and what they do every day." then I don't consider me being a problem. Right, I mean, could you think about some of the guys that are, like you said, you talk about be loud or, you know, have fun. I think of two guys on the polar opposite ends of the spectrum. When you think of being loud, I think of, and trash talking, I'm thinking Gary Payton. You think about a big personality having fun, I'm thinking of Shaq. So I would also think that, okay, you kind of embody a little bit of both of those guys. And you're trying to say that, a team, an organization wouldn't welcome that in their locker room? They didn't welcome it from coming from a 5'9 guy. I will say that. There you go. Okay. Wow. I had the fight, determination, the swagger, and then I talked a lot of shit within, like, my teammates. You know, just, like, at practice, when we scrimmage and mm-hmm. we play, right. like, you know, I'm bumping my gums like everybody else. But mm-hmm. Jimmy, Bu- from, Jimmy Butler, for example. Yeah, from a little guy like me, it just wasn't okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. It just, they just didn't want, wow. they didn't want like, that. It's like, we already had one guy like Iverson do it. We can't have another guy like a Nate Robinson. Mm, wow. Because, uh, of course, the, the game last night, Tampa Bay um, was playing the Chicago Bears, right? Um, there had a situation happened where Tom Brady came off the sideline got a little heated at his teammates, you know, probably, you know, cussed out maybe two or three guys, but he was doing it as he was walking. And so today's, you know, Twitter is like, you know, if OBJ did that or if Des Bryant did that, or if T.O. did that, it's being looked at at a whole different way. And you say that what's coming from the five nine. And that, that is a huge issue in pro sports. It's like, if you're going to let one player be the leader, but everybody else has to, you know, kind of, kind of be a chicken towards that one player. I mean, it's not fair. People have to have their own personalities. 
So it's like yeah, the personality it's just, thing it's is just a, big... a fine line that they have to understand. Like one, first and foremost, we're all men and we're all right. Athletes. We're all humans. Right. Like right. we're like you know, he things gonna get heated. You know, you're you're, you're yeah. gonna play with your emotions. You know, things happen, but they gotta sometimes organization media. They got to step out of our circle for a minute and let us be the ones that can control and do the things that we need to do in order for us to be successful. Like sometimes it takes a, uh, you know, somebody like Tom Brady or Jimmy Butler or somebody to yell and cuss. And, you know, yeah. we got to do that because that fires people up. Yeah, it does. Also, what they say, it may, oh, it looks crazy. It looks like this, but it really fires people up and gets you like, you know what? Okay, man, maybe I did, you know, mess up. And now I got to, you know, my teammate or, you know, you know, got on my ass and now it's time to pick it up. And let's do this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they look at it as they frown upon it when it comes from the the uh, a certain certain someone, certain individual. No, 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 and, and no. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in black and white. That's what. That's how it is. It's black and white. Um, again, when you think about the names that Hatch mentioned, uh, if those guys, including myself, would have said it, uh, a Des or OBJ, we're black athletes. You know, they already say, you know, when it comes to any type of argument or even in the work, work, workplace, um, that when, when, it, and it comes, when it comes from a place of confrontation or anger, it's like, oh, well, it's, a, it's an angry black man or it's an angry black woman. Um, just because we're black and we're proud and we're, we may express ourselves differently, that doesn't mean we're coming from a different place than a white person. Um, right. So why is it why is it excused or brushed under the rug because Tom Brady, who's a white athlete, says or does the same things or gestures the same thing, and it's viewed differently than us uh, us athletes of color? And I've brought that to a lot of people's attention, even when I was going through my issues, because I know, and I've seen it when I played. I'm, for example, one of the times I I think when I went off on the sideline, we were playing. May I think it may have been the Minnesota Vikings, and I went off on Greg Knapp. Um, that week. And then that same week, that same week, Rich Gannon basically cursed out uh, his teammates, cursed out the coach. Nothing was really said about what Rich Gannon said. But the fact that me as a black athlete, it, it, it made headline news. Even today, when somebody brings up something or they're showing, you know, me being frustrated or uh, we're on this topic of, of uh, I guess, malcontent type of athletes, they show that clip of me going off on on Greg Knapp, but I know for a fact during that course of that week, Rich Gannon, Rich, Rich Gannon, who's a white athlete quarterback, cussed out. You could read the lips of him, uh, cussed out the head coach, cussed out some of his players, and nothing was said. Yeah, it, it's 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 unfortunate, um, you know, on on our behalf, you know, because yep. uh, of the color of our skin to be able to express ourselves the way we want, and you know, that's just a fine line, and that's a tough pill for us to swallow, but. You know, us and our culture, we've taken so much, you know, on the chin for so many years, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's going to continue. I mean, there's nothing that we can really do, but for us to be able to have our own platform, you know, us for us to be able to have our own, uh, our own voices uh, and to be able to express, you know, who we are, maybe they can start understanding, you know, where we come from and, and, mm -hmm. and what we believe in and, uh, and what we stand for. That's, uh, and that's, that's what we, I mean, that's the best we can do is just continue right. to move forward and, uh, and, and show them what we mean, you know, by our play and who we are and, you know, things that we do off the court. So they just don't see us being heated in a battle when we're on the, you know, on the football field, on the basketball court, on the golf course, you know, playing tennis, whatever the case may be, but they need yeah. to see the other side of us outside of basketball. So then they can kind of see the, you know, 
to you know bottom to- right bottom line is why can't they see that we're just as competitive it's coming from a competitive nature it's not coming from a place of anger or or disrespect, just right disrespect you know, as, I, don't know absolutely. I, don't, I don't know i don't know how we get them to see that but like all we all we can do is work towards it and just you know keep expressing you know who we are you know no matter what they write about us you know like you said the media is going to write what they want and like you saying you guys have your own podcast we have our own platforms we can write and right. say well and that's the beauty of it now like back then we didn't have podcasts and all this stuff back when you right. played see? if we would have had this you know back in the day when you played mm-hmm. well, things could have been so much different you know then you oh can absolutely right right because who you are right. and what for yeah right yeah because now we get to dispute and dispel you know and and really kind of speak our truth and i think for so many years uh like i said i kind of took a backseat to the media because i knew the media has so much power but even knowing that i know that i didn't allow them to deter myself from what my goals were i didn't allow them to deter distract me from doing what i had to do uh from a personal standpoint of, of of being the best receiver that i could be nor did it deter or distract what I was my, my objectives as, as our team goes. So I knew that, and I think I, I thank God for my grandmother for raising me the way that she did. That I was strong enough to understand some of the things that 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 I experienced and was going through. Um, when you talk about systematic uh, racism, trust me, it was I was very aware of it. Um, but like I said. Was I going to try to battle the media and bringing up certain issues where, like I said, they probably would have considered that race baiting or what have you? No, I wasn't going to do that. But like I said, me being the strong individual that I was, I realized and recognized what my grandmother had taught me. And she basically kind of foreshadowed. She, she told me that these things are going to go on uh, through the, through as you grow up. And I experienced some of those things and I was able to withstand and sustain a, a career where I was so strong-minded and I got labeled outspoken, um, got labeled arrogant, cocky, got labeled uh, a, a locker room, uh, uh, I guess, a divider or what have you. Um, but oh, again, yeah. like I said- I've been, I've been labeled that too, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so I, 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 I'm, I'm curious, because obviously, like I said, that you, you mentioned one of those things, you're like, you're a five nine guy, Obviously, you know, a lot of guys don't have that confidence, you know what I mean? And there's a there's been a, a lot of exceptions to that. And so do you think if you were 6'9", you would still have that 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 desire, that drive to be who you are? Uh, and obviously you have kids now. What do you do? And what do you say to your kids um, that know that they, they've witnessed and you've been a perfect example of not allowing uh, things that you can't control, which is your height? Um, again, uh, prevent you from achieving the success that you that you've achieved. Uh, I mean, honestly, I just I'm gonna tell my kids just to to first of all fall in love with your game, fall in love with who you are. You know, that's something that they can't take away from you, no matter what. One thing they can do, they can probably stop you from playing, and that's not getting you in the game. But when you get in the game and you get a chance to showcase what you can do, go do it and have fun and do it at your best ability. Uh, that's something right. that I. That my mom and my father always taught me, man. You know, yeah. be comfortable who you are and what you and right. what you can do. If you right. know you're great at the thing that you that you like how you hoop or how you run your routes and how you can like do you. You. you know what I'm saying? Like you like Tio, I learned so much from you watching over the years. Like you said, if you don't like me dancing, don't let me get in the end zone. It's that easy. Right. And if right, you can't, I'm gonna right. dance, I'm gonna do like you was the first one to you know dance and shine sharpies during the game. Like we I was like, yo. That I was like, that's right. the type of player I want to be like right there. Him, right, that right. Player, him. 
You guys yeah, scored yeah. the sign autograph, you know, with the pom-poms, the popcorn. Like, bro, like right. you paved the way for guys to be able to celebrate now. Like now, yeah. guys are getting interceptions running on the opposite side of the field. Like mm-hmm. doing right. like all the things that we were getting crucified crucified for. Yep. Right, right. Hey now. You know what I'm yep. saying? So times are changing. You know what I'm saying? They're, yeah. they're starting to tweak it a little bit, and that and that's a good thing. So I mean, for me, uh, if I was six nine and uh, taller, I'll probably still be in the league, and I'll still have the chip because I, I just want to be great. I want to be one of the best, and that's how I carry myself, man. So uh, me, me, when I was when I was playing, I didn't I didn't see height, and that's right. that's what I wanted. I wanted, you know, my viewers. I wanted the the media. I wanted fans, and I wanted you know, GMs and, and coaches, I wanted them to see that within me. Like, don't look at me as, right. oh, he's little, he's 5'9", oh, he can't do this, he can't do that. Well, right. I did a hell of a job to be able to get this far, but only right. being 5'9". So right. why, is that, why is that a problem? Oh, yeah, we don't right. want him because he's only 5'9". Right. Oh, we don't want him to be because he's 5'9". Like, I got tired of hearing that. So you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show them what 5'9 looks like. Mm, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe five nine, but I play like I'm six nine. Right, and right. That's, that's the message that I wanted to get across to the world. Well, again, we we know your we know your love for football, of course. You went to University of Washington on a football scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through the years, like I say, you've always flirted and talked about you know playing the NFL, wanting to play in the NFL. Even like last year, we was at a, at a high school doing flag football. We, remember that was about last year. We was practicing the flag football stuff, um, but. How do you think that your your personality would have been in an NFL locker room compared to an NBA locker room? Because again, it's like it's a little bit more, uh, you know, thuggish. I guess you could say a lot, a lot more of that. You probably, know. probably a little, a little easier on. I would say a little easier on my mental. Mm, right, right. <laughs> okay. For me, because you know, in the locker room in the NBA, like, like people don't know, man. It was so difficult. I had to find different ways to cope with. Mm. my team or my coaches or the GMs or whatever, not wanting me to be myself. So there were things wow. I would write in a journal, you know, I would go in the bathroom, mm-hmm. sit, write in a journal for, you know, sit in the mirror, write about, you know, what I wanted to do, uh, how I wanted wow. to play, what I expect out of myself, uh, just my thoughts. And I would just write and write and write every game. I have like many journals laying around here, just of uh, a lot of things I used to say, and you know, to my journal, my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it was it, it it was difficult that I couldn't you know I couldn't be myself you know and before a game like when you're in high school you know music's playing loud in the locker room guys are having fun we're laughing we're giggling we're talking we're you know we're just getting in our mode and it's like in the NBA it's like you know they want you to be so serious they don't want you to you know you have your own headphones if you want to listen to music you know mm-hmm. they don't want you to play it loud some people like you know loud music some people don't some people this right some, some people like country some, some people like every single person right. they being like all right what are our team rules what are our team rules for the players uh, that right. don't have to nothing to do with the coaches the coaches you can't control what we do until players time and it's your time to write on the board you know what I'm mm. saying that was kind of difficult but different teams had different rules right. I'll, I'll say that you know it wasn't like that the whole time I was in the league different teams uh, we got to play music. It was cool, but uh, I, I just, you know, in the, fo- in the football environment, you know, it's it's a hundred, it's a hundred guys on the team. How can you literally right. manage a hundred guys and tell them what they can? Oh, can? Not oh trust me, it, it was the same. Trust me, it was the same way in locker rooms because you get again, it it, it goes sometimes, and, and I hate to race into it, but then like some white guys wanted to listen to country music or pop or whatever, and then you know. But uh, some white guys wanted to listen to hip hop. You know what I mean? So it right. was one of those situations you couldn't please everybody. 
But then, like I said, you do, like I said, with each team is different. You have team captains. And then, okay, well, maybe a team captain is like, okay, well, this week or this game, okay, we're going to play this type of music. Or this week or this during this time, we're going to play that type of music. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's how you're supposed to do it. Like, that's how we did it. Right, 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 right. We have our days. We had a, whoever came in the locker room first, that's who get to choose the music. And then okay. whoever right. had the most years has seniority and can change yeah. it at any time. Right. Wednesdays, right. we had White Boy Wednesdays. White Wednesdays, <laughs> play whatever you want. If you're a right. white kind of team, White Boy Wednesdays is your day. Your locker okay, room, yeah. get to control it. There's nothing that needs to be said. We know what it is on Wednesday. Whatever, if there's a white guy on the team, you get to choose what you want. Right, that's yeah. what's up. I gave them what they wanted, they wanted to listen to, whatever. So we kind right. of wanted to play where it was like, all right, we have guys, whoever comes first, that, that you know, that person gets to pick. Then it goes to seniority. So if you guys, if you had a guy like KG who had 19 years in the league, mm-hmm. that's seniority over everybody. That cuts over. Wednesdays, that cuts any day. He gets to pick whatever we're listening to and we're rocking with that. You know what I'm saying? So it was, you know, it was cool to be able to have, you know what I'm saying, uh, your different days, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So again, so you got drafted by the Knicks, right? 2005. You were there for five years. Okay. Um, again, you you won the, the dunk contest three years, right? And did that take away the, I guess, what people looked at you as a basketball player? I guess thought you maybe just a dunker. Sometimes, sometimes it did. Like uh, when I would go to arenas and I get a fast break, people stand up. They just only wanted to see me dunk, and you know, right. I just lay the ball up because I'm like, y'all can do so much more than just dunk. Right, Only right. you least expect it because it's more magical. It's more like, oh, wow, like it's more authentic than to get a fast break and everybody stand and know you're going to dunk it because you're mm-hmm. you know, I'm saying dunk champion. So for me, I just uh, I wanted to show them that I can do more. The dunk contest for me, I wanted to show them how athletic I was and, you know, mm-hmm. how much of a, a monster I was like competing and, you know, trying to show them my creativity and showing them I'm one of the best athletes to ever walk this, you know, walk this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. In the game time, when it came in the game, I wanted to really play an all-around game to show them that I can do everything. I can, you know, right. pass, dribble, shoot, play defense, block shots, dive on the floor for the, you know, for loose basketballs. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to play the crowd. You know, I want to be a showman. I, like I want them to really enjoy themselves. If there's a kid that came to the game, I wanted them to be like dad. Who is that? I want to come yeah. back and watch him play again. Oh, this is my favorite team because of that kid. And mm-hmm. I want to be that guy. Um, oh, man. And that's, that's, how and, and that's how I approach the game. And it sucks. You, you, some people right. label me as only a dunker. But right. at the same time, once they seen me play, they were like, oh, yeah, he can do it. He can do it all. Mm. Yeah, you 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 just mentioned something like you said. It's it's, it's the intangible, the little smaller, the, the small things that, that sometimes go unnoticed. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're in the finals with, with the Lakers and the Heat. And I, I, before we came on the show, I got to think about some of the things that I want to talk about. And I, and I thought, I'm like, man, the first question which I asked him, like, why isn't this guy in the NBA? Because um, I, I look on both sides, both rosters. You look at the Lakers. Um, they have some guys that, that are on the bench, obviously haven't sniffed the court. Um, Jared Dudley is a number of guys. Nothing, and, and not to hate on any of those guys. You think about uh, the Heat. You got... Um, they got some new guys. Uh, the guy, what's it? None or yeah, none, whatever. None. none. Um, and you think about uh, um, uh, Udonis Haslam. He hasn't really played. He's he's on their squad. OG, right? So I, 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 do you look at these games and and when you start talking about you know diving on the floor, doing those little small those fifty fifty balls? Because I saw in game four uh, the other night, um, none. 
he could have got an easy rebound. But the hustle play of um, uh, Caruso, he came over, basically came over his head and got the rebound. None was right there, but he was so nonchalant. I think he doesn't understand that this opportunity that he has, when you talk about 50-50 balls, those rebounds, those little plays count. Uh, that's yes. an extra possession. That's an extra possession because the, the Lakers just missed a shot. It bounced off. He was right there. He was so lazadaisical and casual about trying to get the rebound. It was almost like he thought it was like a regular season game. But Caruso, mm-hmm. with that extra effort, him understanding he's with LeBron James, him being in the finals for the first time, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. He yeah. went and got that rebound. And, again, some of these games that I've watched, it has resulted in these 50-50 balls of the guys you see when they're hungry and they're on the verge of championship. And some guys, they just don't get it. Um, do you look at these games? And like I said, I mentioned a few guys on a couple of guys on each roster. And you'd be like, man, I could I could I could make a difference, especially speaking of the heat, because now they have they had a couple of injuries. I definitely think I can. I think I definitely I, could, I can make a difference on a lot of teams for sure. Um, and to talk about that situation and that uh, during that time of the rebound and 50 50 balls, it's just. My coach, Lorenzo Romar in college, used to always tell me there's two types of players. There's a player that's a cool jacket and there's an energy guy. Caruso is an energy guy. Mm-hmm. None in a cool jacket. He's a kind of too cool for school type. You know, he got that swag about him. Caruso right. straight, I want to beat, I want to win. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to knock you over, push you out the way to get the ball. Like you can tell by the way he plays, that's his identity. Mm-hmm. He'll play like that if he was on any team in the NBA. Yep. That's his identity. That's his makeup. Yep. None's makeup is the cool jacket, swag. I want to get buckets and I'll, you know, I want to look cool <laughs> doing it. It's a little mm. different. And and that's right. why. And then on top of that, you guys got you got you got LeBron James, who won many championships. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh you got you got uh AD who's on a team with LeBron, who's you know, LeBron's bringing out so many. Uh, great players, you know, he's, he's making you even, you know, better than what you really are. Mm-hmm. Raising everybody's level of competition and everybody's, you know, stardom, and he's making everybody better. And you can see it on the court. Everybody believes. And when they got a guy like that on the team, I mean, it, it's, you know, it changes just, the dynamic. You do what you're supposed to do. At all I mean, times. personally, yeah, personally, I'm looking at this series. Uh, granted, LeBron is doing some amazing things. Me, my, my MVP is AD because if he doesn't, AD killed uh, without without AD. I don't think the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. The Lakers would have made this one. Right, because his point per game average is better, and his field goal percentage is, is better yeah. than LeBron's. Obviously, like I said, LeBron is a great athlete, uh, basketball mind player. He's facilitating. He's doing a lot of stuff. But he's, again, every, he's, he's probably by far the best player in the world. For sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but if he doesn't have AD on his team, which I think should be, he should be the MVP. Um, yeah, they 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 don't beat they're they're not up three one right now. That's for sure. No, they're not even there. If you ask me, they're not even in the finals. If you ask me, without AD, they ain't even in the finals. Everybody needs that one player to help them be great. I mean, everybody. Right. Shaq had Kobe. Kobe had Shaq. Jordan had mm-hmm. Pippen. Pippen had Jordan. You know, everybody needed yeah. that one other person to make them great. 
Yeah, let's take a pause for the call. We're taking a chronic break. No, 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 we can't do that. No, we ain't no, taking no chronic break. No, no smoking on the on set, buddy. Besides, we don't smoke <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but no, we'll be right back to get your popcorn ready podcast. Hey, man, yes, sir. You got your glasses on, but why you got Clean. your head on? What you got your head on for? Hey, you know why? Shoot, I need a haircut while you playing. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you need you need Keats. That's what you need. Mm, okay, that's what you need. As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the ways it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our twenties and thirties and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keats. The simple and easy way to keep your hair. Looks like you've been panicking for about 20 years yourself, T. But you know, did you know two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. Get treated from home. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for a hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to the pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. And prevention is key. Remember that, because Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results. So it's important that you act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. So not only can you save hair, you can also save money. If you're ready, take action and prevent hair loss. Go to keeps.com slash popcorn to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash popcorn. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash popcorn. So. Yeah, for all you people listening, that's the Jets chant. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. K-E-E-P-S, keeps, 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 keeps. There it is. And you know what, T? Your birthday is coming up, bro. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm going to do for you this year for your birthday? I don't want you to do anything for me. No, because you my guy. You my boy. Right? I'm going to send you a box of awesome. You know what? What? Come in your box of awesome. I hope Olivia Munn is in there. No, Olivia Munn is not in there because she has uh, a boyfriend. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. So you guess what's going to be in your box of awesome? I don't want to guess. Me, because oh. I'm awesome. And to make you awesome, you're going to have to use my awesomeness. So I'm going to send you a box of awesome with me hatched inside your box of awesome because you my boy. Anyways, as we all settle into this new normal version of life, as we approach the fall and winter months, get ready to snuggle up, people. Uh, Bespoke Post is here with customized box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Bespoke Post only send guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. And to get started, all you got to do is take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear. 
Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code POPCORN at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code POPCORN for 20% off your first box. There you have it, people. And just so you don't miss out, again, get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter my favorite promo code POPCORN at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code POPCORN, for 20% off your first box. And you might even get a box of me. Hatchy oh, hatch. They're going to have a lot of returns. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I feel I feel great this morning, brother. I got my workout in today. I feel great about myself right now. So why are you feeling so good? Is there something in particular you're taking? I mean, is it something like, you know, you're taking some energy pills? You're taking a you know what? protein I'm not taking, powder? I am taking protein powder. I'm not taking okay. no energy pills. And the best part about it all is it's sport plant-based powder, right? Called Orgain. Thanks to Orgain, there's Sport plant-based powders help me get the most out of my workout and feel my absolute best like I do right now. The Orgain Sport Protein Powder is a unique blend of organic ingredients that help build strength and optimize both performance and recovery. I mixed it into my little smoothie this morning, right? So I had some bananas, some apples, uh, some blueberries and strawberries, and I put the Orgain powder in there. It was perfect, bro. And now you okay. see the end result. Me feeling good, feeling refreshed, and don't care about all that nonsense you're speaking over there. I mean, so you're doing all this. I mean, now you're on the road to, to recovery because, I mean, you were, you know, on a little downslope, but now you seem like you've been revitalized. Sound like, you know, you've refreshed and you've recovered. Mm -hmm. See, we all know that recovery is just as important as the workout. And Orgain also has a sport recovery powder that maximizes restoration. It replenishes tired muscles with a unique blend of plant-based organic ingredients, including adaptogenic mushrooms to help reduce inflammation. Thanks to Orgain, I finally found the best clean products to help keep me healthy and maximize my performance. And right now, you can save 20% off your first order. Plus, when you subscribe, you can save even more. Go to tryorgain.com slash popcorn. That's T-R-Y-O-R-G-A-I-N.com slash popcorn for 20% off your first order plus extra savings when you subscribe. Tryorgain.com slash popcorn. How did you play in the Super Bowl with a broken ankle, bro? Like, you're a monster. <laughs> no, it was, uh, no, it, it was tough, though. Like, the, the, the rehab process that I, that I went through, trust me, bro, like, I, I don't know if I would want to go through that again um, with the, especially uh, just thinking about just recalling the excruciating pain that I had to go through, like, the Damn, couple but of you days. Just, you showed your ass that I, I could, bro, I would have started <laughs> but, running this so bad. Right, but sometimes, like I said, it's one of those things like it's mind over matter. And not everybody is equipped to really go out there and block out, like I said, pain or just the situation. Like I said, for me, I knew that in my mind, like there was a there was a lot of things that I focused on. And and number one, I number one, I wanted to exercise my faith in God that I could go out and really show to the world that there is a higher being. If you put your faith in him, all things are possible. But at the same time, I pushed myself to a physical limit too, understanding, okay. I didn't, I wasn't medically cleared to play in that Super Bowl. I had to sign a waiver because had I injured myself, that was going to be, that, that was a lawsuit that could have, you know, that could have been put in place. So right. I had to sign that medical uh, waiver just to play in the Super Bowl. So again, for me, um, there was a lot of things, like I said, I missed, I missed moments of because I was so zoned in on really just focusing on like, okay, not to get injured, but I just still, I just had to play. Once I was on the field, when the ball came my way, bro, I didn't even really think about anything until the ball got in my hand. Then I'm like, okay, 
get what I, get get what I can, get out of bounds, don't do anything crazy. Um, but again, like I said, man, I just wanted to exercise number one, like I said, my faith in God. And really, yeah. like I said, I knew that I had the ability based on what I had, the work that I had put into with that rehab process. I knew that I was ready to go. Yeah, that was that was unbelievable. Bro. Just know that. Oh, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Like we as fans really appreciate a guy that really sacrificed his body, you know, for his team and really go out there and do what you like. How nobody would have played. Nobody else in their right mind would have been playing. Right. And nobody plays do that. And yeah, in today's game, yeah, nobody doing that. People, <laughs> people, you people get, with, with, with little pinky, pinky. Yeah, with a hang, with a hang now. Uh, I'm out. I'm out a week. I'm, I'm out a week. Y'all go right ahead. But, yeah. So speaking right. about today's game, like I said, what have uh, would you have went into the bubble? Were you opted out? Like, what's that whole scenario if you were to say if you were playing? Uh, I, 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 I probably would. I'm playing. Uh, I, I yeah, gonna, I figured. I, 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 would yeah. play. I love the game. Right, mm-hmm. love to compete, you know, and but I want to win, I want to win championships, so I definitely would have played for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was debating on like what I really would have went. I've been going back and forth, you know, asking myself like, but you love the game, you like, you love it, you want to go play, you want to go showcase what you can do, right? Uh, and you know, you want to be there for your team, you want to be here for your fans, the people that believe mm-hmm. in you, want to see you play. So, you know, you want to go out and produce. I mean, especially with everything that's going on right now, uh, you know. From our people, you know, we with that world that what we're dealing with with all this, you know, police brutality. I mean, it's tough mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to to be in the middle between the two, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's very tough. But I definitely probably would have played. Yeah, and I think obviously being that you mentioned, like that, you wanted the guys that would have played. Um, you think about some of the guys; they made a name for themselves in the bubble. Um, you think of T.J. Warren. You think about Trey Burke. You think about obviously going into next season. Um, the team Garrett. that was under yeah. that, that was undefeated in the bubble in the Phoenix, Phoenix. Suns, yeah. and, yeah. right? And and what they were able to do now, you now is every it's going to be interesting to see is that going to transition? Are they going to continue to play as well as they did from the bubble into next uh, into next year? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, the Suns definitely show what they what you know uh, how much young talent they have on that team. You know. Mm-hmm. They got- they got some young talent, man. And Book is definitely one of the one of the uh, young superstars that's emerging in this league right now. So it's gonna be fun to watch the next season, especially how this 20, 2021 coming. We don't know what to expect. Yeah. So it's right. gonna be it's gonna be a little difficult to see, you know, what how the NBA is gonna move forward, how they're gonna move with sports and everything. Uh, right. I'm I'm just waiting to see because you gotta right. imagine now this will be the time where NBA be starting right now, September, October. Right. Saying November, exactly. this is the season be starting. Right, so right. Like the game started in October. How do they? How do they trans? Like, how do they? You know, get out of this and go to the next one. How do they transition? How do they make the transition and start next season? When they gonna start? We don't know. Yeah, but Benji, you mentioned that, that. I heard that. Okay, obviously the the this season will end. I would say within this well, tonight or a next week. week yeah. uh, in a week, they're talking about okay, restarting the season in December. So yeah, just to get back on par, year of basketball, year round basketball, but for this year like that, it's crazy. Yeah, it's tough. Right, right. So I know, I know, <laughs> right, yeah, I do. I know. Uh, me and Hatch, we want to get on this, get on this subject. You know, obviously, like I said, you played football uh, in high school, and then you know, just to again fast forward, and then a few years. I don't know when you did it, but a few years back or whatever, you tried it for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. What was what was that experience like? And then I, I was honestly I was curious as to 
to see what if, if they would have given you opportunity to see what you could do. And I'm I'm bummed that they didn't give you that opportunity. No, man, I really want I really when I say I really wanted to, you know, I just wanted to at least go, at least let me just preseason. Just let me suit up. Let yeah, me see. Bro. Let me see what I can do in preseason. Dude. And then you can you can count your losses or whatever. Let the chips say. fall where they fall. Exactly. So I, I I really wanted that opportunity. No matter if they put me on offense or defense, I just wanted to show them what I can do because, uh, I mean, I came from a long list of, you know, football. My dad, you know, mm -hmm. G uh, he's the only Orange Bowl, Rose Bowl MVP ever. You know awesome. what I'm saying? So it's like you know, basketball football was first. It was like it came to me so easy, uh, wow. and. My dad put that football in my hand, man, and I and I just I mean, it's like it was like clockwork, man. It was it was, it was just fun, mm -hmm. and it was just a sport that I just I really loved and enjoyed playing. Uh, mm -hmm. When I got the opportunity to you know try for the Seahawks, uh, Coach Pete Carroll called me. Uh, I talked to him, and I'm like, look, I really want to try out. Like, what do I got to do to get a tryout? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, we'll 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 come evaluate you, and we'll sit you down, we'll talk, and then you know we'll put you through some drills. And I was like, cool, just say when. Right. Uh, and you know, I was I practiced a little bit for it. I just wanted to see when my 40, my 40 time was not fast. It was like four or five. Uh I was like cool. five. Um, but I think with more time and more practice, I think I could have got that down to four four easy. Um, yeah. Uh, but just you know, getting out there, running some routes, you know, backpedaling, doing a little backpedaling. I mean, like when you like when you play and you play for so long, it comes back to you. Mm -hmm. It was just so much fun watching guys like you know, Richard Sherman and Bobby Wagner. Uh, all the football, like they're always there watching me go through this, man. Uh, Doug mm -hmm. Baldwin, and they were like, "Bro, we hope that they give you a spot on the squad just so you know you'll be a part." Because he said they were like the whole city would go crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, guy from Seattle, Washington, playing for the city. right, like the fan yeah. base really just went crazy. But uh, yeah, they they, man, they Pete Carroll is a bomb, dog. He's a bomb. He you don't, you don't me, like bro. Pete, bro. He brought me in for two unnecessary weeks, bro. Bro, brought me in there, bro. Brought me Why in he a there, bum, bro. though, man? He ain't got to be a bum. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is a bum. No, he's a yeah. bum. So there was no reason for him to cut me, bro. There was no reason, it, bro. I had so many guys on the defense side of the ball that texted me after, bro. They was, bro. They were just as shocked as I was, bro. It was no yeah, reason we, for him to cut me, bro. Too. Oh my god, bro. There was no reason, bro. I didn't know. <laughs> I they dropped. had they had a they had a reason they had a bro, reason bro. I, okay I dropped a couple of balls bro well anybody, you can't drop a couple of balls okay that's, but the, that's the reason matter. but if they know bro that's me everybody drops the ball but at not the end when, of the day no but not when you're on the bubble but, no but at, first of all at not, the end of the day now when you walking on eggshells that's what that's what I'm saying they had no because they, they already they already all, perceived you a certain first, way so they're like he got to come in here and he has to make no mistakes which is not fair which is not fair to T exactly first of all I'm not I'm not a bubble type of player bro my 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 body of work speak for itself bro if I'm coming off an injury bro of course this is like not to say I'm comparing myself to MJ nobody's gonna come back to their normal form off an injury or you've been out of the been out of the game for a year bro that was just rust. At the end of the day, everything was starting to click. If you watch my, if you watch my practices, bro, every other day, bro, every day I was getting better and better just off, off the fact of not being around football, being in that type of environment on an everyday basis. 
you want that was it. You wanted a pass. They gotta give, give you some leeway, just a little bit. Of course, that's like but they don't be wanting to do that. Trust me. That's what I'm saying. That's why they don't want to do that. That's like me going in and trying to work out for a team. I would have to literally be on my best behavior. I probably have to cut my hair. I would have squeaky clean. Yes, sir. No, sir. Like I'm like your goodie two shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just too much. I just all right. All right. Level here. Here's the question everybody want answered. Right. So Nate, five reps. T five reps. How many balls does T catch on you, Nate, in five reps? Right now? <laughs> yeah, um, let's say five years ago. Let's five say years five ago. years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> I, would, I, would think, I would give him three. You give him three? Okay. Yeah, T, would you? Because two, two of those, like you know, said, my my quickness as in playing basketball translate to football. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on him. Like, you know what I'm okay. saying? I'm going to be on that. I'm going to be on it. Like, he might be strong enough to catch. I'll give him three, three to four. You give him three? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. right there. It's not going to be like he's just going to be routing me the whole time. Right, okay, Nate, okay. Hey, Nick, I'm going to route you up, dog. So, so T, I'm, so I'm, T I'm, you say I'm, you okay, bro. I'm you going I'm three for five? five. You, give you, give me, you give me a good trainer like Dion or somebody to train with, <laughs> I'm on that. I'm on that. Okay, bet. Uh, I, I, I would say, I'm going to say four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah, four. I, I get three to four. Three or four out of five. I'll it, it. Sure. it depends on His, who the quarterback is, too, because if I got this bum well, quarterback right here. Uh, hey, I play, I play, <laughs> hey, Nate, I play receiver, but I can play quarterback. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> hey, I'm not. Hey, Nate, yo, trust me. When he owned, he owned. I'm but, old. He's, but he's suspect. Hey. <laughs> he's suspect. He never knows. He's suspect. Absolutely. I got I got to look at have a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, I, hope I, get a, I hope I get a pick after one of those mistakes. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, oh, he loud. He loud to get like Jay Cutler now. I'll throw, I'll throw you like one. Him. I'll throw you one. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll throw you one here and there. That's fine. So, if, again, if you got to play in the NFL, who would have, like, so that was 2017. So what the top receivers at the time were like Julio, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Baldwin at that time down there in Seattle. Who yeah, would you have been looking for to match up with that season if you could have got that opportunity? To get that opportunity, man. Um, man, man. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm bummed. No, I'm. I'm, I'm why you thinking of that, bro? I'm bummed for you, bro. Because like I said, bro, there's no reason why. Why wouldn't you do it? Why? Why wouldn't he get bring you in? Like you said, preseason. You have nothing to lose. That would have been that would have been lit, but I mean, Bro, like, exactly. They they probably the reason why I really believe they didn't want me. They didn't want it to be Nate Robinson to be the first player ever to cross over from NBA to NFL. Now, uh, guy like LeBron, they would have signed LeBron with a heartbeat. You know, what what I'm saying? heartbeat. And, and, That's sweet, bro. Like but, I said, he's a bum. They would have signed him. Bum. Anybody else, they probably would have signed in a heartbeat. But any, mm-hmm. like, if it's me, no, nah, they wouldn't let me do it. But dude, that's not for me, bro. I'm rooting for anybody, bro. I'm not a hater like that. I don't care who it is. That's just me. Like no, so I've T, never you been kind of a hater. You kind of a no. hater. No, yeah, when it comes to you, when it comes to me, you're a hater. You see what I'm saying? That's that's hate. That's when, a hater. That's a definition you, of a hater. No, when it comes to you, <laughs> yes, I'm hating. Uh, so so here here's the uh, some Pro Bowl receivers in 2017. Now you had Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper went, T.Y. Hilton, AJ Green. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Jarvis Landry, Demarius Thomas. That's just the AFC. Um, and then like the NFC receivers, Julio Odell, Mike Evans, Des Bryant, Doug Baldwin, Larry Fitzgerald. Mike Thomas, all those guys. Mike Thomas is a beast. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm gonna have, I'm probably have to go with I'm gonna have to tell you the most the, the matchup I'll probably say A B A B I think his route running is impeccable. Ooh yeah 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 you got that would have been tough that'd be tough some dope ass routes man and and he's like more my size so going to yeah. my quick like that that'd be pretty lit and I think that'd be a nice little playing field to be able to go against somebody like A B. Yeah. But yeah, but you, me knowing you, like I said, if I'm, if if we, if we were boys, and like I said, you made the team, I'm already, I'm, I'm, I'm texting you. I'm like, yo, bro, understand, Ozzy, you're gonna have your defensive assignments, you're gonna have coverage, they're gonna kind of help you a little bit, but just know, they're gonna try to get you in some one-on-one situation. You know they're gonna attack you. So that's what me, I want, though. See, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. But I want that yeah. So when I, when I was in college, when I was in college. I used to go again when I was at UW. You know, shout out to the Huskies, man. The uh, dogs all day. I used to go against Reggie Williams every day. Mm, okay. Reggie Williams okay. is one of the coldest receivers in college in about 2002, 2003, yep. uh, okay. them years. Yep. I was in college. You know, he went, I think he went to the Jaguars first yeah. round. Oh, yeah. I was in Jacksonville that year. When he, he was a monster. Him in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would go like, when I was in college, nobody like, they didn't want to go against him. I'm like, y'all scared of this guy, man? Yeah. I lined up with him every day. Every time he All lined right. up, I was like, move, I got him. I'm going one-on-one with him. And I would be with That's him every day. And he showed me so <laughs> much. Like so much love because and he sh- he taught me so much. Every time we did ones and he mm. caught the ball, he would run it all the way to the end zone. No matter if we yes. were inside the field, he would catch it and run all the way to the end zone. And I would yes. chase yes. him, yeah. trying yeah. to strip him. And I was trying to strip right. the ball, punch the ball out. And he was like, "Bro, I like that. Keep doing that." Mm-hmm. And I was yeah, like, "Yeah, So then I remember a couple times we did ones. I got a pick. I got a pick, and I was going against him. He would chase me. Yeah, you know, I get a pick. He'll chase me right. to the. And I was like, "Bro, that's what's up. That showed us, you know, competition." So much competition and made us yeah. better. So then every time he caught a pass in, the, in you know, in the game and scored and ran, he was like, Nate, I was just thinking about you chasing me. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, that helped me so much. So thank you. So I used to go Man. the best every day. So I would want the one-on-one smoke all the time. Man, listening That's that you awesome. described that between you and Reggie Williams, bro, that 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 lets me know. And I hope our listeners are, are, are listening to this. That lets me know that, you're successful for that exact reason. Your mindset, your approach, uh, just to football. And so now you turn and channel all that into basketball. No wonder you're 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 so successful. So I want all our listeners Thanks, out man. there to know we're talking to Nate Robinson. Shout out to Nate Robinson, NBA's first three-time NBA dunk slam dunk champion. Played in the NBA from 05 to 16. Uh, Villasuelan League Championship yeah. and Grand Final MVP in 2017. Oh yes, man, sir. shout out to shout out to Nate Nate Robinson, man. Appreciate yeah, you. sir. Yeah, and speaking of being a, a, a complete athlete, so obviously he does it all, right? He can yeah, he run and jump and, and do all this thing for his age, right? Doing everything, right? But I know one thing he ain't doing. He ain't getting in that boxing ring. Now I <laughs> no. heard. Now I heard no. that you, what there's a uh, Jake Paul. Is it Jake Paul or Cody yeah, Paul? You supposed to fight? YouTube with Jake Paul fighting November twenty eighth uh, under the Mike Tyson Roy Jones. Now where did this uh, where this whole thing come from? I, I'm I'm confused uh, on this. I mean just seeing him on YouTube, seeing him on Instagram, social media, just you know talking a lot of Yang about how he could beat pretty much beat anybody, beat anybody up. Yeah, uh, and he got hands, and you know he's taking, he's accepting all challengers, and I was like, shit, I'll fight you. I'll challenge. Okay, okay. Like, oh, you're gonna go in this ring, right? So I know, I know you're going in this ring with a lot of animosity 
I mean, are you taking a lot of this frustration? You, 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 you've been blackballed from the league. You know, uh, Pete Carroll didn't let you play. I get the opportunity to fight somebody and not get fined. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What, what we're coming from, like, it ain't like you fight a teammate, you get in trouble, you get fined, you get this. Right. Leave, right. You get fined for fighting. Nah, ain't none of that. Now you have right. to get paid to fight. So, okay, yeah. so so let me let me let me go let me go a little step further. Is this a one-off? This is a one and done type of um, thing, or you just not necessarily? See? But I mean, it depends on who's the next challenger. Depending on like how this fight goes, uh, if I can get the win, uh, going in and see if you know there's another guy, a YouTuber that thinks he's nice that Jake uh, mm-hmm. Paul's brother fought. Name uh, his name's Logan Paul. He fought yep. a guy in KSI that's been you know bumping his gums as well, saying he's you know the best and da 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 da. da. So we'll see. Okay. So, so right. from so from our perspective as athletes, if you put any type of YouTuber or entertainer up against us doing anything athletic, we're going to embarrass you, right? I mean, that if this, so if this dude ends up beating you in a fight, you like you letting all of us down. Like you can't you can't lose. <laughs> it's like you gotta carry the weight of every <laughs> single he's player. Saying he's he's saying that he's already a professional fight. He has three fights, which is which is cool. All right. right. He has some athletic and play and 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 played many sports. This is yeah. I'm getting what three months, four months practice and he's yeah. already three years. I have nothing to lose. Win, lose or draw, I have nothing to lose. Right, right. Gain. Because one, this is definitely I'm stepping out of my realm. It's not right, like, right, right. Not like You're going into his domain. It's not like he's coming to basketball and he's got gotcha. He playing hoop. Like yeah. right. that'd be more embarrassing. Like him right. playing basketball and embarrassing me playing basketball. That would never fucking happen. Right. You know That's not happening. But I'm stepping into a whole nother realm, which is not no basketball. It's not basketball. It's not football. Right, right, right. Old school, straight up getting in the ring and getting it, getting it on. So that's what it is. Oof. It's gonna be fun, okay. bro. I'm not. It's gonna be fun. It's not. I'm not taking this lightly. This is. Hey, I'm, no, I'm no, training sure. every day. I'm about to go train in a minute. I run miles. Okay. Two days. Who's your, so, who's your trainer? Who's training you? Then on top of that, I want to show people like what the hard work and determine everything that I put into it and what mm-hmm. it looks like. Right, so, right, no doubt. I'm not just doing this for me, man. This is like this is way bigger than me. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely motivation. motivation. Like I said, outside of the sport of boxing itself, like I said, you have no idea uh, what this could do for somebody. Like I said, that's laying in bed, you know, that maybe had that, that's got dealing with cancer, going through chemo. I just um, want to some, to people, right? Some, yeah, like, some, some little kid, anything. Right, some little kid or some little girl. You know what I mean? Um, that 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 really doesn't know how to navigate through. Uh, becoming an athlete, they want to aspire. They, they aspire to be something, and they don't really know which road to 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 to, to take. You know, what I mean, they're at a fork in the road. So uh, I commend you for what you're doing. And as you said, you don't have you don't have anything to lose. You have everything to gain. So anybody that wants to say anything after that, or to the fact of okay, well, you know, he does have something to lose. Yeah, that's yeah. That's so I'm, I'm, I'm reading this book. Uh, it's called uh, it's, what is it called by David Goggins. Um, mm, David Goggins, a uh, motivation. Oh, yeah, speaker. yeah, I remember him. He could put, yeah, 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 he's crazy. He's a dog, <laughs> he's a dog. David Goggins' book it might be just about him, right? Can't hurt me, can't hurt me, can't hurt. Yeah, so I mean, reading that, he's saying that when, if people was hating and saying, Oh, you you got knocked out, or you lost, you this, I'm like, Well, I'm doing something that you ain't nobody doing, nobody's stepping in the ring. It's, right, it's, you it's, can't do it. There's right. nobody else. So I don't me for me personally, I don't care what the outsiders are saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't doing it, and you right. ain't doing it for me or him. So what can you possibly say to me? Like 
I'm out here mm-hmm. showing up, putting the work and doing all the uh, this blood, sweat, and tears through this. I'm the mm-hmm. one going hard every day. I'm the one here, you know, flipping tires and uh, running seven to ten miles every day. Like I'm doing that, waking up at six and five a.m. in the morning. Y'all ain't doing it. Mm. You know, that's what, First that's of all, you 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 miss me with the whole outside. seven to eight. You know what I'm saying? Miss exactly. it. Yeah, it's gonna be you it's gonna be me. fun. And then on top of that, on fight night, I want to really show people like a guy that's never boxed or never you know I've never been in a, a, a boxing match before, but I want to show right. what a couple months can do. But mm-hmm. if I get another fight, what a year of training can do from at, from from ground zero. Right. You know oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. I can you you, yeah. you miss me with the whole seven to eight miles. <laughs> yeah. so listen, I don't like the long distance. I don't like the long distance. I get it, but for me, yeah. it's just showing me like I'm doing this at 36, not at you know, right 26. 25, yeah, <laughs> at 36. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the damn near the best shape of my life at 36 yeah. years old, uh, and I'm I'm you know I'm I'm new to this. So That's I can't awesome. Wait, can't wait to show you know in that ring uh to, to to really pay Jake Paul a nice visit because like yo you got me running miles and shit that I really don't want to <laughs> right. yeah no doubt like, yeah, they, yeah and and again yeah. as as an audience out there you know we try to motivate as, as as well as you know give you guys information again go do it like you said go do it it's never too late you know what I'm saying I don't care if you're 30 40 50 whatever your dreams and aspirations are go chase them because again, no, like you said, said nobody else is gonna do know, it. For- some people don't know when to start. You just gotta start. You just gotta start. Right time. Just, just jump in. Yep. Just, just gotta in. start. Don't the, the way. Go ahead and jump in. The way will appear on the way out. Just go. You know what I'm saying? Just go. But there it is. We have Nate Robinson here. Before you go, uh, let's get give me your top five football guys and your top five basketball players of all time. We just want to get that from from your from Nate Robinson's we'll point of view. Football. So I'm gonna go football first. Uh, Man, football is so tough. No. My favorite DB, Deion Sanders for show. Okay. Yeah. Already. Uh, prime in there. Uh, Congra- congratulations, prime time, Deion Sanders. Favorite running back of all time, Barry Sanders. Yeah, yep. already. Yes, sir. Um, prime, prime and, and I have I have three favorite receivers. T.O. is definitely one of them. I got nice. Okay. Uh and nice. Oh man, my third one. Who do my I third want? Third one. T.O. I would say Jerry Rice. I like Jerry Rice a lot. He's a big, I'm a big, big fan. Um, but man. one of these, one of these young boys go one of the Odell's or Larry Fitzgerald or Julio or or Megatron. I like Megatron too. Megatron's lit. But uh, man, I'm gonna have to go with uh or, or a hometown hero like Steve Largent or something. Yeah, he was cool. <laughs> You can't be you can't be leading the witness here. Joey Galloway is one of my favorites. Joey Galloway, okay. He's one of my favorites. Oh, that was a blast from the past right there. Joey Galloway. Galloway is one of my favorites. Guy's a Seattle guy. Yeah, okay. But I'm a I I love Tim Brown. Tim Brown was filthy to me growing up. Weak. He's weak. Trash. Brown was filthy. You trip, you hate you. Now you hate I told you he a hater. I told you he a hater. (laughs) No, I don't say that because he Uh, he 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 hated on me when I was in San Fran. Trust me, that's all the only uh, I, okay. I don't just openly hate on people and hate on me first. Like, yeah, uh, okay. bro, I was in San Fran. Megatron. Um, okay. Quarterback. Oh, man, quarterback's tough for me. I love Michael Vigo, my favorite quarterbacks ever. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Vic already. Can't go. You definitely can't against Brady. She's. Love him. Yeah, you're um, right, Brady. Right. 
Um, after that, let me see. Man, uh, uh, Nick Foles and, and Eli Manning is, is Brady Kryptonite, <laughs> boy. <laughs> hey, everybody everybody got some. Everybody got some. They've been, doing, hey. they've, been doing, they've been doing his thing. They've been doing their thing against Brady. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. Uh, defensively, linebackers, uh, let me see, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, man. Uh, um, Animal. Man, enough for that football, man. Give me your five basketball. Man, Damn football. Uh, off top, well, it, well, I got six because I, I never could leave out Allen Iverson ever. Okay. Facts. So that's a so never, man. Ever, so he's always on my list. But Respect. I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna go with uh, Michael Jordan, of course, as my number okay. one favorite. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go Kobe Bryant. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Here we go. LeBron James. Okay. Yeah, there we go. That's my. That would be my order. Kevin Garnett. Okay. KG. Okay. Kill O'Neal. Shaq okay. dog. Okay. okay. There it is. Yeah, that's what's up. That's and my, I, hey, your I, first I, my, my AI. I got my AI. My six, yeah, my six man. That's what's up. Oh, I man. Mean. That's what's up, man. We're talking to Nate Robinson, man. In five nine, but he plays shit. The boy plays like he's six so. nine. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey man, I love, like, I love I love when you went and you played with Chicago. Man, bro, you man, you brought so much excitement to that city. And then just me, like I said, watching it and honestly, like I said, knowing that transition, knowing you you having to really kind of really not really prove yourself again when you go to a new team, but you gotta be productive. You gotta show right. people that like, yo. I'm still the same player. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm a different uniform, but I'm still the same player. Um, I know we're about to let you go, but can you explain this? Okay, yeah, you're moving city to city. Is it hard? Tell us, what, what is the thought process of, a, a process of an a NBA player like yourself going to a new team? And like I said, you have the ability. You got coaches trying to obviously kind of facilitate and kind of put you in with different groups of guys to make you guys jail together. What is that like to try to find that I guess find that niche, that groove to with, with the new group and the new nucleus of guys. Uh, I mean, one just be yourself. I mean, that's the that's the main thing is just you know show them who you are, and then like winning the fans over is just playing your heart out, bro. Showing them how much how much you love the game. I think right. when I got to Chicago. Um, you know, I was on a partial, non guaranteed contract, mm-hmm. and I was like third, you know, fourth guard off the bench. Right. And, you know, in my head, I was like, all right, Nate, like, you got to go in here and you just got to play. You know, you just got to right. play like, you know, like you trying out for varsity all over again, like you were fresh. Mm-hmm. You, know, you coming in fresh to a new team. You want to show them like, you know what, I belong here. And right. you know, throughout the host that, that season, uh, I was just putting in extra work, you know, outside of, you know, going to the facility, man, because I didn't want them to tell me what I need to work on. I wanted to be, mm. you know, in the gym by myself, like I was when I was a kid, you know, my mom, my dad around my coaches, just me uh, working on my game, getting my shots up and falling in love, uh, you know, with the game all over again. And it's like starting from ground zero when you go to a new team. Uh, So I just did that. And, you know, when I got to Chicago, they welcomed me with open arms. So it was easy. Uh, It was easy for me to go out and and produce and uh, to show up every night and, and and give the fans what they deserve, which is somebody to come in and play as hard as they can for as long as they can. And then I wanted to get the you know the crowd involved. I wanted to get them fired up, and uh, I wanted them to to see like uh, like like I want y'all to believe in you know in me and, and my energy that I'm bringing to the game because I I want y'all to feel how I feel, which is good and hot, happy and positive at all times. 
And I think I did that for that, you know, for that year, because that year that it was, it was tough for us because they didn't believe we were going to be anything because of D-Rose. Right. Rose is out. And then a couple other guys got hurt. They were like, all oh, the Bulls, you know, they're out. Don't, you know, they're not going to make the playoff. They picked us not to even make the playoff, not even the mm-hmm. edge. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. We, man, it really showed, you know, without the, you know, without D-Rose that we stepped up big time with guys uh, like, you know, Jimmy Butler, who's blossoming into one of the dopest, you know, uh, superstars in his league. Mm-hmm. Got Luau Dang, Joe Kim Noah, Carlos Boozer, Taj Gibson, myself, mm-hmm. Marco Bellinelli, wow. Nas Muhammad. You know, we had Rip Hamilton. We had so many different guys mm-hmm. uh, with different identities. And we literally bonded together and we put it together and it worked. And mm, yeah, down had a hell of a season and made it to the second round of the playoffs, which people didn't even believe we'd make it that far. Mm-hmm. Right. And I appreciate you sharing that because, like I said, we have, I know Hatch gets it a lot of times. I get it. A lot of times, especially with dads, moms, uh, aunts, and uncles, is like, you know, can you speak to our kids? You know what I mean? Can you give us some, some motivation of what it takes to get to that next level? And obviously, for, for somebody that played 11, 12 years in the league, like I said, I've been one of those guys that have gone from team to team. And it's almost like you don't necessarily have to prove to yourself or prove to anybody else your worth or your abilities. You just have to have that mindset to go in there, like you said. Be you. And so a lot of these kids, like I said, they don't understand that process of it because they haven't had the experience. But experience teaches us a lot of things. And so for myself and just hearing you talk is that that experience allowed you to go in and understanding that, like you said, you're like third, fourth, fifth off the bench. You're not you're not penciled in. You're not a starter. So a lot of these kids, like I said, they have the mentality. They have that starter mentality, but then they don't have. But they don't have that starter work ethic and that mentality as well. Um, they get they 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 get beside themselves or they feel uh, discouraged because they're not in the rotation. But you like you said, you made the most. What I've heard you say, uh, you've made the most of your opportunities when the coaches allowed you, no, you uh, allowed you to do something. Something that I, I definitely did throughout my years, man, because I felt like. I should have played a lot more than I did, but my dad always told me it's not how you start the game, son, it's how you finish it. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. The game, he always told me when you're in the game, you show them, uh, you know, you know, like, like how much you want to shine. You show them mm, how right. the game is. You know what I'm saying? You're like, my dad used to always tell me, you're Nate the Great. I named you that for a reason, bro. Like, you wow, Nate the Great. You got to mm-hmm. believe in yourself. And he's the artist. Yeah, absolutely. Like he, embed- like, he really embedded that in my head. He planted that planted that planted that seed in my head and every day I would like you know I, I would doubt myself sometimes like man they maybe maybe I maybe they see me as in this type of player or maybe I'm not as good as they think but and then some, a part of me be like you know what no you you are that and you're better right. it's just, it's just getting you're not getting the time but it, in the little bit of time that you get show them what you can do in a little bit of time yep. so I just try to maximize that if I play 10 minutes I'm trying to get 10 points Absolutely. Right. I'm not just in here. You know what I'm saying? If I'm in there, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to get something. I'm trying to get a rebound that's so high that people be like, oh my God, who is that guy? Why is he not? I want them to question. So then I start talking. And it's it's like, I let my fans and and the media and everybody else speak for me because I can't say it the way I want to because you're crucified for it. So I'm going to play my little heart out, do everything I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to let the fans speak for me. Yeah, so all you nice, kids, moms, nice. dads, uncles, aunts and uncles, granddads and grandparents, you heard it from one of the, the best uh, guards, NBA players himself. I mean, he's 5'9", but he plays really, really big. Um, yeah, for all you kids that are listening, um, especially these parents that, that can share 
uh, with what they're hearing today on this podcast with your kids is that, like I said, make the most of your opportunities. Don't put so much focus and priority on being a starter. You have Mm -hmm. to make the most of those opportunities. And so I I even try to stress that with my son, you know, he's in college now, Uh, he's behind, uh, he's a walk-on, he's behind a few receivers or what have you. He doesn't really know when his opportunity is gonna come, but I told him always stay ready. Stay ready, stay ready, don't gotta get ready. Yep. Exactly. I told him, approach practice like it's a game. I said, I understand you have your boys, this, that, and the other, but your, their goals aren't your goals and vice versa. You have to have that mindset that, okay, I want to be able to get on that field. Like you said, when you get on that field, be able to, like I said, have something on tape where it stands out. Uh, yep. No matter it, what, no block. matter what. Yeah, it could be a block. It could be anything. Yep. Anything. A- absolutely. That. Yeah, to make, them co- to make those coaches, GMs, question themselves, okay, why why haven't we played this guy? Why isn't this guy on the field? And again, it, it takes it takes one opportunity. Like I said, and that can make or break you. But don't go into the situation thinking, you know, having doubt. And we're all human. We all are athletes. We kind of have anxiety going into big games or regular games. We have doubt. But like that, that's just the human nature in us. But you can't allow that that doubt to manifest you. and over yeah. and, and consume you. Yeah, I just right. I just question myself. I want to say, man, what do you? I used to always look in the mirror, and ask myself, like, what are you gonna do today? Like, how mm. you feel today? You ready to be great? You ready to do something that you know what I'm saying? Nobody right. Seen? Like, I used to always question myself on, you know, mm. what like what do I expect out of myself? What do right, I want right. to see? You know, what, what do I want to do? If I want to dunk on somebody, if I want to score fifty, I would tell myself, go out and score fifty tonight. Like, mm, go right. try. Go you know try. Like, right. Right, right, no doubt. You know, go, yep. go try. You know what I'm saying? So that was me. I would talk to myself. It's like self-motivation is like the best exactly. you can have. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Nate the Great Robinson on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. We appreciate you coming on, man. Sharing the thoughts and time man. with you, man. Hey, T.O., hey, thank you bro, for everything you've done, bro. You know, in one of my dunk contests, you know, I paid a tribute to you in one of my little dunk contests back in, uh, I think it was in Dallas. When I had one of my dunks and I took the little cheerleaders pom pom. Oh, okay. the pom pom so, joint. I there it out. is. I appreciate you, dog. That's what I no, no, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate yeah, what you, your your career, what you've done, what you're doing. Keep um, doing it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Being you. an example for all the short people in the world, your kids, <laughs> and just letting people know, man, it's it's not about it's not about the height. You know what I mean? It's all it about ain't. the size. And, and your mental, your your mindset that, that can take you so far. So we, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate y'all, man. All right, I appreciate you. Nate the Great Robinson on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. All right, fellas. Yep. All right, peace. Right, so, um, so now we go to our three and out segment where we take three things that we take away from the interview and kind of put them out to the audience on what kind of moved us or what, you know, we found interesting. And to me, I thought one of the things was um, – when he was in the locker room, how he would be writing in this journal, right? right. Like, I mean, you know, we've been in the locker room. We, we, I don't think I've never seen one of my teammates go write in a journal before. The journal, right? Yeah. I mean, he said he would go to the bathroom, like I said, yeah. whatever, whatever he was going through or whatever situation, the fact that he just kind of, I guess, excused himself. I don't know if it was a break or whatever the case may be, him take himself away and then just mm-hmm. tug himself in the bathroom. I'm just obviously as a visual, like him just going yeah. in the bathroom, sitting in the stall, just writing. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So again, I, I mean, I think again, like I said, it's it's, it's great. 
Uh, like I said, you know, for lack of better words, I mean, not really lack of better words, but I was like, no pun intended. Like, it's great for him to do that. He was taking notes, and obviously he can share that with his kids. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure his kids obviously uh, are definitely taking notes from uh, from what, what, what his dad has done, his level of success. And, and again, like I said, understanding, especially as kids, uh, we look up to our parents, you know, as role models, um, leaders. And so for, for I'm sure for his kids, um, he's just that. And he's been uh, honestly a, a perfect example of that. Yeah. And I think from that, I, I took away because, again, as an audience, especially they look at the, the professional locker room as they just sit around and, you know, play games and talk about girls or whatever. You know, the perception, I'm sure, is different. But there mm-hmm. are real things going on because, again, we do have a lot of time. We're, we're at the facility sometimes 12 hours a day. We physically practice for two. We have meetings and film. So we're always mm-hmm. in and out. But those 15 minutes here and there, we do have time to think and make our calls and stuff like that. But there's also real things going on during that time. So I, I took that away from that as well. Um, and then another <laughs> one for me was um, how he talked about the one coach told him you're an either an energy guy or a cool jacket guy. I thought that was pretty cool. Because that's <laughs> right. so true. Yeah, I was so true. Yeah. In order. Right, because I yeah, cause I, I was I didn't know where he was going with that, but then let then he explained himself. Then yeah, I mean you have those guys that 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 understand, and when you think about the two cool guy, those are the guys that know that they have the athletic ability. I, they like they have I it. Hate them, they have, I hate those right, guys. <laughs> they allow they they rely on their talent to kind of yeah. progress and take them take them further yeah. where you have a guy as we were explaining the examples of caruso, caruso yep. that knows that okay this is an opportunity of a last lifetime i'm not letting this slip through my hands i'm taking advantage of every second every second. on this court yep that's why every loose ball right. everything um, right right then the, i don't know the third thing for me was uh when he said white boy wednesday and like you said you have your the locker room is broken up with your experience guy right just the camaraderie in the locker and it's, 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 it was fascinating to hear him share that um, because, again, as fans, they don't understand what really athletes go through. It's right. just not we're just showing up practice. You know, right. everything's, you know, lovely. You know what no. I mean? Like, it's, it's personalities. We have no, right. No problems. Everybody comes to practice. Practice hard. Then a game comes. You play. Where are you? There's, there's, right, there's elements to this thing. There's, yep. there's a process. Like, we're human just like everybody else. And people have to understand everybody's not wired the same. There's a different yep. number of personalities on in every sport that you have yep. to contend with. And just as coaches have to kind of manage egos, a lot of these guys, like you said, you know, you have veterans that are on the team as well. And mm-hmm. then you trickle down depending on the, the seniority. Um, they have to manage uh, different personality as well. But then I think you have the ones that reach different heights and what he explained it well when he was talking about being on a Chicago Bulls team that wasn't really expected to do anything when you talk Mm -hmm. about just getting together and all those guys the camaraderie and understanding okay let's make this happen those are some of the the teams and people that have the most success when there's not much expected of them but they can rally themselves uh, really have that mental uh, aptitude to understand, okay, we can accomplish this if we all get together. So again, it happens in every locker room. And I think that's what fans don't really understand, know about us is that we deal with everyday issues. Uh, we take it to the, to our, to our workplace sometimes. And obviously, like I said, you don't want to do that, but we're human. And then like right. I said, anything can happen. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Nate, the great Robinson, 
New York Knicks first round draft pick in 2005, had an NBA career. He's still going, ladies and gentlemen. He's got a fight coming up uh, against Jake Paul on November 28th. He's on the undercard of Tyson and Roy Jones Roy Jones Jr. Jr. Yep, yeah. Right, so get to check him out there. And then maybe 2021, you might see him and T.O. playing in the uh, Big yeah. Three basketball Big three. as well. You never no know. Doubt. No <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Man, we appreciate Nate, man. He's 5'9", but he's still, he's standing tall. And so I appreciate that, man. Appreciate you, Nate, coming appreciate on. Appreciate it, Nate. All right, there it is. Get your popcorn ready podcast. Don't forget appreciate to subscribe you. on the Himalaya app or even get your podcast. Thank and you. coming soon, Erase Racism. Yeah, no doubt. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.